What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Rap Show for a Hip Hop Hoops Day and a special holiday edition of Hip Hop Hoops Day because Santa brought us an early Christmas gift with the blessings of his presence right here in studio. Well, first and foremost, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Adam Rap. That's Rap with two P's, straight out of H-Town, just miles up the street from where those 10 and 4 Houston Texans reside. Yes, playoff-bound Houston Texans, but it is also the home of the media block right here, 6023 South Loop East. And I said, my name is Adam Rap. That's Rap with two P's. Why is that big Turkish coffee? <laughs> I'm sorry, that is uh, officially uh, David Dixon working on our accents pre-show because he's got to, uh, uh, it's a blend of Turkish and Texan. Of course, that is the one, the only Big Dave Dixon, man. man, Thanks, man. It's good to be here. I see his new venues now since the last time I came. More professional. This is the Starbucks of creating content right here at the the media block. And it it is, uh, you know, right here in central Houston, just southeast uh, from NRG Stadium, the uh, southwest part of town, of course, where we grew up and, you know, we cut our teeth uh, back in the old school before you could start pushing buttons and make a show and, and, and create a podcast really at the touch of a finger or come here to a place like the Media Block, uh, right here off of South Loop East, and literally take your vision and make it a virtual reality. Right. You can shoot a video here. You can use green screen technology. You can actually host a private event if you just dropped an album and you want to have a listening party. They've got the space in the back, full-on professional sound system, uh, you know, camera, recording, editing, and then they'll even cue Guyton, my man that's been here a year just grinding his ass off as a small businessman uh, who came up in the culture and wanted to put some professionalism back into the game. Um, you know, he, his wife, and his wife's sister just said, you know what, we're, we're going to not pay other people to use their facilities and space. We're going to get our own space. And they created this quality environment where you come in, you feel at home, you feel right. like you're back in the trap, really. Yeah, it does feel trappish. Trappish, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Oh, man, from trappish to Turkish to Texan, he is here, Big Dave Dixon. And we were just reminiscing about... You know how three, four years can fly by uh, with, right. with traveling and you living. You can actually turn your mic so you can get comfortable. There you go. There you go. Just didn't want to cover up your face. It flies uh, fast. Um, you do have a beautiful face for radio, by the way. <laughs> this, ain't your, this ain't your mom and dad's radio right here, of course. Um, but, hey, just want to let everybody know if they wanted to come by uh, or inquire about services provided here. And there's so many I didn't even mention, including the pod block right here, which is the future of radio and the future of how people listen to their radio or consume their content. So for me, it's exciting because I have the radio experience. I've got that OG knowledge on, you know, how sales work and how programming should work. You know, what's the best time to put the best shows and the best hosts and and filling that. And so Q has provided this area for people to come in here. And whether you're a brand new podcaster or you're an OG, uh, the tools are here and you can really make it whatever you want. And I think that that's been the most exciting thing for me to come in here four days a week. AP Bolsky just jumped on the uh, live stream. Shout out and shout out to 713 as well. 
they are on the live Instagram stream, which you can catch four days a week. As I mentioned, I'm here putting it down every day, uh, Monday through Thursday, 4 to 6 p.m., and uh, it's been a blast. I mean, it's it's just been fun to be around young, motivated people who who open their own business and open their own space uh, right. right here in the heart of our city. Uh, but anyway, if you want to uh, hit them up, do so at booking at themediablock.com. You can go to Instagram at themediablock, or as I mentioned, you can watch our show on my Instagram at the rap himself, and that's two Ps. Why is that, Big Dave Dixon? You make it if you get. Hey, Pupolski, why is two Ps better than one? Well, I just said it. Yeah, two Ps are better than one. <laughs> <laughs> And I was born with that name. That's the name my parents gave me. Uh, so I've always been, you know, drawn to the rap game and, and the hip hop culture. And so what better way to bring it to you on Wednesdays than put it all together for hip hop ho- hip hop hoops day. And it's been fun because you've had some changes in the NBA. Uh, more so, you know, rules, players. Uh, style of play in the NBA and it's it's ever changing and it's it's so organic now that I mean a couple years can pass since we've talked pro basketball and LeBron you know has basically gone back to Cleveland we talked about uh, won a championship in Cleveland is now old man old man yeah LeBron in LA getting Lonzo Ball's game to go triple double triple double you know double triple doubles uh, elevated Kyle Kuzma as kind of his young pup that's going to be a lead dog one day, I think. And they were already feeling that way about Kuzma. Kuzma had a good rookie season also. So it's not like he came out of nowhere. You know, everyone knew Kuzma was around. And anybody that doesn't know, Big Dave, that LeBron looks at all that before he makes any type of basketball decision, like he's doing with his two young sons who are rapidly starting to dunk in games. They're rapidly starting to to create that buzz and I think it's going to be different we'll get into to this aspect of, of his kids in just a minute because I really do want to ask you as a father yourself uh, the difference between the success of LeBron's kids ultimately and why Mike's kids never were that's a that's a great topic that we'll dive into uh, and we've got so much to talk about today in Hip Hop Hoops Day I gotta get caught up with Dave first and foremost and kind of find out what, what's been going on in his neck of the woods over in Turkey and I'm sure he's been watching what's going on here from afar and you know the show's not political but it is sports sounds and style and you know, all of that has now been drawn into the chaos because you've had the president talking about NFL players, yeah. you've had uh, you know, some rumblings lately of corporate greed creeping back into the game. You've seen some positive changes in guys like LeBron and the power that has been given to the players in the NBA at an all-time level. So we'll get into all of that. But first and foremost, if you guys want to check us out on your favorite podcast, whether you're in Turkey or Texas or Australia or Austin, you can do so by just getting on your favorite podcast platform. If you've got Android, I'd say go Spotify or Anchor, which is our home app. Or if you've got iPhone, just go to your podcast. Make sure you have that podcast uh, on your homepage. It's the little purple button with the Wi-Fi signal. Hit that and then search The Rap Show with those two Ps and you'll find us. And, of course, we've got uh, not only Hip Hop Hoops Day, but Mondays is NFL Nugs. And if you guys got caught up yesterday, uh, I did sneak the Saints game in from Monday night, but uh, I was preoccupied on Monday. And, uh, you know what I opened with yesterday? What track I opened with? What's that? Sitting in the heavens. <laughs> you already know. Big Mike in the comics, baby. You know, I'm not I'm not afraid to say that, that I didn't pay my surcharge and 
Bel Air cops are. So pigs, you went on a little so. day vacation. I did. You know, I went and just kind of relaxed. Well, and and regarnered that appreciation for what I do have because, like I said yesterday, a lot of people have it way worse, and and they're so used to being tread through that system and just right. file through that system that you know you see that group of guys every time you're in there and they don't really don't change it's guys that know that they were there probably a month ago and you hey, know man it's people who grow up in the system who's raised in the system yeah i have family members who i'm 40 years old I've only been around them maybe seven years of my life right right and right. they've been in the system the, uh, the rest of the years and you know the irony is is it really just affects, I'm looking around, and I mean, I, I know everybody in there, I'm not saying that I'm poor and impoverished, but I mean, I'm I'm self-made man, and I'm trying to come back from the shop, and we were talking about why I'm doing so much now with the show, because I have that last kind of big, yeah. big, you know, push to, to really achieve whatever's going to happen with this uh and it's it's never been about having the big house and acquiring the financial success it's just being able to do this and be appreciated like i said uh by other folks but not only that but it's also like i want people to consume this because it's a look at the culture and it's a let's just talk about this in the way that it's supposed to be entertainment right let's not take it too serious because there are things in the world like the system here all the way up to the top and of course, there's things that go on around the world. Last time we were together, you left Houston to go back to your family in Turkey, and you happened to be on a plane that was landed because of a terrorist threat. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> come on. Like, yeah, that's <sighs> unheard of in Ireland. In Ireland, of course, of all places. <laughs> all right, so Big Dave, you are from Houston, Texas. Grew up playing, you know, basketball on a high level, uh, and, and you know, eventually ended up in Turkey because of of your basketball skill, your passion for the game, your talent. Uh, you know, you're, you're you're smart about making sure that you're you're only going to be on the court if you feel like you can perform at the level that that has gotten you to this point right before you retired right and and i think that you take that same mantra in business you take that same mantra just as friends i I love that because i think it's it's so important especially in a sports world whether it's a coach or a player to realize the longer you take the l's the longer you go through the 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 different personalities that you play with and live with and you're on the road with so many you know days out of the year and especially in the euro leagues when you have to play as much as possible just to make a living and 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 a comfortable living and feed your family uh but you're still playing a game that you know only a few in the world actually really you know make a professional living from for for a good amount of time so i guess my point is uh when you go to a place like Turkey, when you when you finally make that move, and and we've you know we've talked about why you did in the past, and and you know kind of your own view of of happiness from there, but but now that it's time has passed, so much crazy shit has happened. You know, even the league itself has changed, which we'll we'll talk about in, in more depth. But just from afar, what is the perception of what's going on here in the United States from the president who was newly elected last time we were together to right. now literally he's he's on his way out the door because he's just he's that big of a jackass. Is he? Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that yeah. he will finish before he get kicked out. Well, I think he's going to resign. I think he's going to, I, I think everything that he's done up to this point has really been a play out of Nixon's 
which which would make sense because that was at the height of his, you know. Yeah, but I don't started see, the '80s greed growth. I just, I just don't see him retiring on his own. Well, retiring is different. Resigning. Resign. What you understand? No, resigning. no, no, no. Right, right, right. But it's all language because if you think about it, everybody thinks, oh, we'll impeach him. Well, impeachment doesn't mean shit. Bill Clinton was impeached. Right. He finished out his term. Right. Right. I just think that you've never seen such egregious flips, you know, as they say in the street, where you, where his lawyer, his best friend, the only guy that he, everybody then snitched on him a little. That's bit. right. That's right. And, and this is the only president who wanted to uh, invoke a law that says snitches, <laughs> snitches get stitches, pretty much. The irony is when his daughter gets locked up, I wonder if they're going to be saying lock her up, lock her up, as she's carried off to jail. But just just perspective wise, like what is what is as an American born human being living in Turkey? I know you have your own feelings, but just getting a What's feel the pulse from the people. yeah, get a feel from the the you know the rest of the world, especially there. That is a country that's very European influenced, but has also had you know some issues with their own self governing. Well, you know, right now in this world, every country has a problem. I'm just going to yeah. put it out there, to be honest. Whether right. it's economical, racial, uh, well, more, most importantly, Mother Nature. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the thing. She wipes out every, all that shit. Everybody's having some kind of problem in their country, right? But what I've noticed is, like, you know, when people talk to me, they find out I'm from America. All they could do is everybody still shake their head. It was like, how can you vote for that guy? Well, so and then your response other, should be, we to didn't. Be, to, to, you know, to be honest, they kind of look at us kind of like a joke. Yep. Even when they're not happy with their president, yep. they have a lot of negative things to say about them, but at least their guy worked in politics. Yeah. And not coming from being a successful realtor. Oh, I thought you were going to say reality star. Whatever. <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. Especially in New York. Yeah. It's just the, I, I guess, it, okay, we all know politics are, are crooked in, in, you know, small ways all the way up to the most corrupt of them all. I guess my whole thing is like, don't be an asshole. Don't be a racist asshole and try to drop a bomb on what probably the most influential president and the most growth I've seen in marijuana laws and unity in this country and opportunity for people with the previous president right. to him, right? And he just comes in there and just shits on everything in this hypocritical way that I just think is so funny because in the end, it makes it makes Donald Trump, it makes him look like such a jackass. It makes him look like that little kindergarten kid that you know just walks around and bullies people because right. he's just the weakest and, and slowest and fattest kid that... It's just a piece of shit, and his parents treated him like a piece of shit. And, you know, he's got so much money or supposed money um, that he he thinks he's above the law, you know? And so it it's just, oh, it, it drives me crazy because he thinks that he's not going anywhere. But I think once that, that real heat to where they start locking up his family members. Something's going to have to change. That's right. That's right. And then... We can all kind of like take that deep breath and say, Tiger Woods for president. <laughs> it is, uh, you know, it, it, it's time to get back to really getting this country picked up off the ground, you know? And, and I know everybody's got problems. And I said Mother Nature because in the end, Father Time and Mother Nature 
It's undefeated. That's it. And and so, what do we do? Should we? The funny thing is, is you're watching it from afar. Here, you know, I get just as as freaked out and stressed out because of just being a uh, innocent bystander. If this guy continues to stir this pot like that to where people want to go to war with each other in this country, you know, over fake news, over things that were were trolled or things that were influenced by not only, you know, his money men, but, you know, people from outside this country who, right. who want that same type of power that he wants. Right. And it it's just wild to me because we did come out of such a. Wow, we never thought that would happen to God damn, we never thought this would happen. Yeah. It was such a, a, a contrast. Just, yeah. Uh, that change was dramatic. Yeah. 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 It was and you know, they always say this in <clears throat> coaching, you know this. Yeah. When they have a players coach who who became too much of a players coach and then the players started kind of having a little too much, you know say so. Say so like a little what, like what they're trying to say about Mike Tomlin right now. Oh, really? No. Well, don't forget he just beat the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. And and don't forget that their quarterback is, is probably, you know, half metal, yeah. half, uh, uh, you know, stitches and, and half human because he's he's nobody's played the game as a hybrid of can stand in there and just get pounded even before rule changes in the last few years. Or still be able to move around a little bit, you know, and 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 extend the play and make the play happen, and then just get drilled like Big Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. He's a stud. Uh, but we are here. We are on the Rap Show. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks to everybody who's getting off work, checking in on the live stream, or if you just had your 4:20 break. Shout out to Primo Disc Golf. I know they're having theirs. Uh, probably teeing off on the first hole right now. Uh, but we are teeing off here on a Hip Hop Hoops Day, and uh, I just wanted to get that pulse of, you know. I kind of figure that we look like a joke, you know, because yeah. if if you do step back and you realize, like, oh, my gosh, how did this happen? And and just the hypocrisy of, of everything that is is that person, you know, who really bullied his way into the White House, cheated, you know, uh, took money from anybody and everybody and gave it to people to shut up about his real personality is, is amazing to me. So uh, let's bring it back here and, and let's get our minds off of oh, all the craziness and, and talk about the craziness in the NBA because I think you've had a changing landscape there as well. And I couldn't be more proud of uh, LeBron James, first and foremost, since we've been together, uh, Big Dave. I have deemed him as the GOAT. Ooh. He's, he's, the, he's the greatest. Ooh. And the reason I say it, and and Please I will explain. Okay. And now I know we're not doing this thing, you know, that that every other sports talk show does, where they say, okay, in this era, you know, if Mike had this, if, if social media existed when 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 Mike was playing, that he might have not even been able to emotionally reach that all-time competitive, mm. you know, six and zero killer mentality, because. It was the we saw it become the downfall of Tiger Woods, only for the 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 fact that sports is mental right. and physical. And I said mental first because it's a you know you have to have that killer instinct. Got to. Kobe became a killer because he literally cloned his game off of watching Mike be that person. You have to have it inside yeah, you. Yeah, it got to be in you. More right. So. And people will fault LeBron for not having 
that, but I think when when he he does, I mean he, that gene is in his body. Obviously, he's a competitor. My point is like at all costs. Mm. But the beauty about LeBron is that he makes up for it in his unselfish fierceness. Right. right. He. He makes people around him better. He'll take an L on his record, even if that dude, you know, he knows he could have driven, you know, gotten fouled. And, and this guy's and, wide open. Right. He knows that it does, it's not about right then in that shot. It's about the confidence for when it matters, like Ray Allen in the corner mm. on his tiptoes against San Antonio, to where it just becomes muscle memory. So he's working that dude out constantly, like he's doing, I mentioned at the top of the show, with Lonzo Ball. He looked at that opportunity to go in there and make, you know, Kuzma a Pippin. Mm-hmm. Go in there, make Lonzo a little LeBron. Go in there and and bring some crazy with him, too, like Artest. You know, anybody that played with Artest back in the day, Ron Artest, of course, even here in Houston, loved having that type of energy. Yeah, uh, but I don't think he has no one like that on his team. Lance Stevenson is, is, is what I would say is today's, you know, the guy that everybody associates with crazy in the league. Yeah, but Lance crazy is a different. Ron Artest crazy is different than the Lance crazy. Just like LeBron's Lance, competitive Lance, is different than Lance Jordan. Lance crazy is let me be silly or do something outlandish. Mental. Yeah. Mental stuff, right? You no, know, Ron's crazy is I'm going at you by any means necessary. He grew up in a place where people got stabbed with chair legs. Right. If you lost the game. So, <laughs> It, it comes from a little bit better, a little bit different aspect. But I think the sentiment is LeBron knows it's better to have that dude in your locker room than on the court blowing in your ear, you know, because it's 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 mind games. Yeah, and, it's and, mind games. yeah, and I think I think it's 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 not that Lance Stevenson is an integral part of what LeBron is going to build, but what I think he's building for, what LeBron is building for, is to have. You know, that core of that team. And I think Kyle Ingram, I think Kyle Ingram's going to be a piece. I think they're going to get Mello out of Houston off of the roster. And we'll talk about that signing in a second. And the Rockets. I, see how we don't even lead the show in Houston with the Rockets? We're talking <laughs> Lakers basketball right here on the Rap Show. Uh, but LeBron is going to, in about six years, really, you know, start to to head towards retirement. But I think just like this man right here mm-hmm. coming up through the minor leagues, his dad waited yeah. that extra season to play with his son. I think LeBron knows that just like Ball was a L.A. kid, went to UCLA, stayed in L.A. Well, his kids, his boys, Bronny and uh, his younger son, are now going to this uh, Sunny Day High School. In Is it Sunny Day? I, think it, I don't no, know. No, Sunny Day is actually East Coast. I can't remember the name of the academy, but it's, you know, of course, it's a basketball factory. So you're looking at, he's a freshman now. One, two, three, four. And who knows about the age? Yeah, but when, the age, you know, you know but the, then, you know, the, the, the placement of the of your pick is, it matters. It's the NBA. If, if, if they want to put LeBron, little so Bronny with. What if Bronny, what if Bronny was a Because LeBron's lottery. not going to another team, is my what point. If, what if Bronny become a lottery player? I don't see the Lakers being in the lottery. Well, I think at that point, you that's why you're, you're creating value of the core now because it'll be right five here. years. Yeah, like, and not saying they're doing that if anyone, for that. To be honest, I think if any one of those guys were to get traded, it would be Ingram and 
maybe Alonzo. Yeah. So that's what I said. Brandon Ingram. He's the he's the one that's going to become. I said Kyle Ingram. Kyle Kuzma. Uh, Brandon Ingram is going to become the odd man out. Right. Because I think, like I said, I don't think that they're better than Kuzma. To be honest. N- no. What the? Well, no, no, no. I think he has ball, a, a ball, load of talent. Ball is ball is LeBron's project. I guess what what he's what I see him doing with Kuzma is because he's already so talented and already has the you know like Pippen at Central Arkansas. Pippen was the best player on that campus. You know that, yeah. and he became fifty best player in the league. But Mike saw something for for him, a competitive as f guy like Mike, to say. You're the one that is is I need, right? Like right. Batman and Robin, of course, like everybody compares them to. What I'm saying is I think Ball is a project for LeBron. Kuzma is the, the one that he says, I, you're the one I need. Ball could go and they wouldn't miss him because you've got, you know, Rondo and you've got LeBron and, you know, you, Kuzma right. can handle the rock. <clears throat> But I think it for LeBron is always a challenge. It was a challenge to go and win with his boys in Miami, right? I mean, okay, what challenge was it? They only won two out of four. So, so don't tell me that they were, you know, all world right. and they were undefeated four and zero. They weren't. I mean, they, they got beat by a good team in Dallas and a good team in San Antonio. Team, team, not collection yeah. of three superstars. Yeah, yeah, team, yeah. and that was. The only thing that could still take down that collection of talent, that superstar talent, was the ultimate Pop or Carlisle system, yeah, exactly. right? Okay. So now, I guess what I'm saying is LeBron is continuing on that, you know, he went to Cleveland, wanted to go back, even in the face of Dan Gilbert, who we all know is, you know, POS when it comes to yeah. being culturally aware. And, you know, you can't have that talking to your player like they're your property, you know, going on anymore. It's just not, it, these guys are well beyond that. So LeBron went back there in the face of all that. And and this is, you know, we started this conversation because I told you Bron's the GOAT. We're right. still on that, right. on that conversation because we started Sports Illustrated High School and now we've come here. The decision was just being young and dumb. It's like being a, a, a rapper who, you know, raps about selling drugs early, but then all of a sudden, you know, you're in the game. Ten years later, you're Bun B. Yeah. Guess what? You're not rapping about selling drugs no more. No. So, yeah. so it was the evolution of LeBron. He he learned from the decision. We've all learned from our mistakes. So the next time, what do you do? Nothing. Just I'm leaving. You know, that's yeah. it. Like I'm I'm back. That's it. So, you know, no hoopla, no nothing. So he's always been that dude. And, yes, Mike was was learning the game, you know, learned how to shoot threes, learned how to manipulate the referees. But with LeBron, it was like not only was he doing this for his own self-growth and, of course, wanting to be the best of all time, you know, when the, when the chips were stacked against him from the day it started in high school or even before that. So I guess you do have to factor in everything coming at a player now instead of saying, well, if if social media, because, you know, Mike is going to get caught on a camera phone back in the day if they had camera phones in a casino at five yeah, in the morning yeah, when they had a game that night at seven. You right. know how Mike rolled. Yeah. Pose and, and bros and. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, copy that. I, that. That's my phrase. I got it right here. That's it, though. And, and it's like LeBron knew all that sh- is coming at him. 
but I still saw him doing greater, greater in his community, greater for ownership. I was, I, I would say that LeBron does a lot Self more ownership. for his community, for people outside of basketball. I think he's better outside of basketball than Jordan ever was. He's built, he's built a school. He's got right. charities. Right. He, he spends time with different his son's basketball team. He's cool with all of them. So, I just can't say it on the court though. What okay? What hinders LeBron now? I love Mike. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, you know? no, no, like I know, I know, I know you know. Per- everybody has their opinion. Ain't nothing wrong with your opinion. No, no, no. I, but I, but it frustrates me because to make a statement like that, being a sports talk guy, uh, you know, whether I'm respected by the masses or not, is is it? It's hard because we know how much we missed Mike when he yeah, was no. gone, and and and. We remember so many moments that just made our lives where we were, where we saw that game. When my son was born the week the Concords first came out, and then boom, they just retro 23 years later, right. a couple weeks after his birthday. It's like, where did time go? But man, there's just something about the greatness of doing it in today's era and saying no when, you know, back in the day, dude said nothing. And so I think LeBron has has elevated himself because of on the court stuff that he's doing eight in a row, eight in a row, eight right. finals in a row. That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> eight That's in tough. a row with two teams, but two how different was, teams. But how was the East? The East really wasn't that. Who who who's LeBron's biggest challenge in the East? Boston. I mean, from the no. old guard, yeah, from the old guard of of, of their little big you, three with uh, KG Pierce. I'm saying starting then, okay, right? Starting then, but they were on their way down. They were declining right. they for were LeBron, declining. but uh, they it was 08. I mean, 07 was when uh, when Braun went to the finals against San Antonio. Then 08, it was the big three that won their championships. So I mean, he's playing. In those playoffs in 08 when Celtics went on to win right, they, they, their they, they, one title. Now they only won one. But I, I guess I guess just it it's Man, he's just bigger. He he he's just bigger on the court than than even I remember Mike being. Right. As far as not physical either. No, I, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying you're saying he's a bigger presence, but is he though? Mike was everywhere on that court. Killer. Mike had a different, he had something different about him. It's that killer instinct in him. Not saying LeBron don't have it. I know. But the stuff in LeBron, like, LeBron, when the game is on the line, <laughs> Mike's going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this over. I'm going to win this game. Oh, I know. I know. LeBron ain't going to do that. I know. I know. The, don't get me wrong. LeBron is a phenomenal player. Is he in your top five all time? It's my second. Okay, okay. Right, so he's, okay, okay. He's up there like, he's very, if he won a championship in L.A., I, was, I am willing to say that he might be the GOAT. He's very close. He, the stuff that he's done and what he's accomplished is phenomenal. He's very close. Okay, and, he, and that's, close. to me, I respect that so much because it really does, like, I can't, I can't even speak you know, you didn't win. You didn't go to eight finals in a row, but you played professional basketball. You've yeah. been around talent that that has to go against guys like that every yeah. day in the league. So I guess it's not easy to get to a finals. Oh, right, one. Yeah, I mean the the Rockets, their second one, they came out of the six hole, and right. the, I remember that was huge right. you know, that, for a team that seated that low. Um, 
but with LeBron, man, I just I just think it's because of of yes, the talent on the court mixed with kind of his you know choice of what he's been able to do. Now it was a different game. Like Magic was with the Lakers, Mike was with the Bulls. Larry was with the Celtics, and that was it. And Reggie was with the Pacers. I mean, you you know, guys didn't bounce around because it was more about team. It was was more more about about team. That's right. Remember, like, that Knicks team stuck together for years. Oh, LJ and Starks and That Miami Miami team stuck together for years. Yep. Yep. And they were... They were on the path to to winning championships, but then again, you know, Mike was there. Mike was there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Except for when the Rockets decide to show up for their back to back appearances, and you know, people always debate that. You know, do the Rockets get one? I think they get one out of the two. Yeah, if they, if they, they get fe- one out of the two. I mean, they didn't have nothing for the dream. Oh no! Oh, and no. Mike even said that his tougher opponent going against was Vernon Maxwell. And I asked uh, Vernon's son, Vernon Jr., I asked him one time, uh, you know, we've kept up with each other on social media. I said, do you remember your dad, you know, the, the legend of your dad and, and Mike, you know, fearing him? You know, that was the, the player that when he guarded Mike, Mike averaged under 20 points over the career, you know, career playing against each other, which is dope. I mean, you know, yeah, that's one thing. Mike, yeah. That's one thing you, you know, he can, Vernon can always put up on his wall, you know. He's like, hey, I, I, I shut that dude down, you know. And GP used to get into to verbal, you know, yeah. games with Mike. And, and, you know, Mike didn't have uh, the greatest patience with, with that Sonics team. I can remember that, you know, because he just got tired of GP flapping his mouth. But, I mean, that's really why I bring up the mental aspect of the game because, one thing derails Mike, and you know, honestly, you know, urban legend or rumors, and God rest his his father's soul. But you know, there was some some things that you would probably see now as fake news or you know, troll right. troll stuff right. about his dad and his gambling and people that were but trying to collect no money. One, and, no one ever knows the truth. I mean, why even? Continue to talk about it. Well, no, no, no. That's my point, though, is that it had a news cycle, right? And, right. and ABC and the and the local paper, but that's it. You know, you really was like, okay. Uh, but I think if that kind of stuff happens in the era that we live in now, it changes because it's constantly in your face every day. Every time you pick up your phone, it's like right. new developments in the Jordan murder case. Like, you, you, it was so simpler back then, right? right I mean, right. and not saying that, you know, I don't respect that that guys have to do whatever they can to get the most you know legendary competitive edge that we remember for a lifetime, and we can only draw from it, you know, in, in little straws. But I just there's there's a there's a respect that I, I I will have to say that yes, it is very close for me too between those two guys, you know. And then it's really everybody else, uh, including Dream. You know, I put Dream above some guys that would normally just get thrown in there, you know, uh, like a Wilt Chamberlain. I put Dream over Wilt. Just yeah, because of, I would too. and it's it's also very uh, era oriented, and it's the hardest thing to do is because you always have to compare, or you're comparing in the present. You right. know, you have to compare against uh, uh, against different eras. Because right now, what if I said, who does Joel Embiid remind you of from back in the day? Right now, I would say Dream. Right, because of the footwork. True, true. He's got a guard because mentality. Footwork. He, His footwork is phenomenal. But he shoots a lot of threes. Dream shot that's, two threes in his career, made one. But see, he was that's, one that's, for two. that's the new age NBA, though. Everybody's shooting threes now. 
Okay. Even one through five shooting threes. Okay. So I guess my question, my next question is, do you like, do you like the present game? Do you like this, uh, you know, get up and down? Really, everybody's trying to compete with the Warriors NBA basketball. The only problem I have with today's game, it could be a little soft, I think, at times. Like, the referees are blowing whistles for every little thing. They're going to review every little thing. Come on, man. <laughs> a hard foul is a hard foul. Like, you, we don't post a – when we grew up, it was – we're not giving no one nothing. Right. Oh, yeah. Protect the paint. Protect the paint. PTP, no, baby. No layup rule. No layup rule. All that. Yep. Yep. Now, now if you blow on somebody, it's a tech. So, I mean, I have no problem with the running, getting up and down. I understand people, the more points you score, the more exciting the game is. So, hitting and shooting more three-pointers makes the game more exciting and makes more money for the NBA. All right, so let's play a game. You want to play a game? What we going to play? All right. It is word association. All right? So, I'm going to pull a – you give me one word. All right, I'm going to show you a picture of a player, and you just you say one word. All right, and it just it goes right in with what we were talking about. Show the people out here. King. Okay. I like that. If you're watching the live stream at the rap himself, that's rap with two Ps, we're playing a little word association. I found these at a, a I think it was like a it was a mom and pop thrift store. And they were sitting over in a corner just in a little bin. Ah, we got king, goat. we got goat. Okay, last one. You ready? Yeah. This will get us into the next discussion. A phenomenal score. One word, and please. This, one word. <laughs> one word. All you can say is just mellow. Because and they he, spelled his he, name wrong on the plaque, yeah, by the way. You see all that? All you can say is mellow just because right now his game is real mellow. <laughs> you mean non-existent. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so both of these are rookie Which years. is sad. I don't like seeing that for mellow, man. I, I thought for mellow, that Denver mellow, early New York mellow. Oh, yeah. He was the best one-on-one player to me in the NBA. Oh, Who, yeah. Who's going to stop him mid-post, post you up, face up? He's giving you everything. I mean, he helped carry that Syracuse team as a freshman, 18-year-old kid to a championship. You but know, see, in the... See, the problem, I don't think Melo wants to... I don't think he wants to change his mindset as far as his role on the team. I when mean, your best friends are still superstars in the league and, and yeah, you're not but getting they, that but respect. They, but they game has transformed to what the game is today. That's, that's, that's the why I brought that up. Think about it. Look how many three. Look how LeBron James is shooting threes now. He didn't shoot threes like that before. Those could actually be fours from where he yeah. shoots it from. Even Chris Paul shoots a lot of threes now. Well, that's necessary in the D'Antoni system. It's necessary, but was he doing that before? No. No, no, no. Chris Paul didn't shoot threes? Well, right. I think it was necessary. I mean, he, he has to, to keep. I mean, Daryl Morey said it. Either, yeah, either but, we want a dunk or a three. That's but it. Was, but he was also shooting them in for uh, the Clippers. Yeah, no, he was. So, I, mean, I mean, right, it, but it, but not in volume like they do no, now. Not, I it, mean, this is a, this is a little different in Houston. Well, you can take five steps apparently now with <laughs> a Euro step consists of five steps apparently. Oh, two jump stop, a two step back. <laughs> in a row. 
I and then that. an extra step. Yeah, that, that's really, really appropriate now. Bro, what's up with your boy Harden, man? Like, okay, you can score 47 points. You can score 50 points in December. Me and, but me and, me and one of my uh, good friends always talk about this. James Harden is a phenomenal offensive talent. I mean, there's nothing that this guy cannot no do. No arguments here. He will take you to the rack. He will mix you up. He will hit three, and he can also pass the ball. In the first three quarters. My problem is you don't give no effort on defense. Can I tell you even, even further? He doesn't give no Fs about anything but number 13. And and I hate to say that, but I've been around the man. You know, I don't judge nobody unless I've been around him. And I think we even had, had the conversation two years ago, but nothing's changed. No. He's all about Harden, man. And and guess what? When you're a little bro coming off the bench behind Russ and KD for the first two or three years, you go to the finals, you have all that success, but only be at their, you know, only because those two were the ones that were guiding that ship, you know, and such phenomenal talents. I mean, Russ has averaged a triple-double two years in a row, and we don't even care. Like, right. nobody says anything. Right. It hadn't been done in 50 years. He wasn't really in the, in the MVP conversation last year. No. Because people think that it's uh, it's fake stats because they don't look at that. They're looking at at your your percentage of jumpers at the elbow in the you know the analytical the analytics deep of it, dive right. instead of looking at a player like James Harden or Russ and saying yes, exactly what you said. There's no argument. They are incredible offensive talent, incredibly skilled athletes. You know, born blessed with the frame, the the arms, the hands to handle the rock like that, and still get up and you know and leap over dudes at six one. But in the end, if you if you live every single day about you and getting yours and getting your game all worldly during the regular season, but you ain't really building a team. It goes back to that system comment we made earlier about Dallas and San Antonio, which. Guess what they just did in Dallas? They retooled through the draft the same, even improved blueprint that they took with the guy that beat LeBron when he was in Miami and Dirk with right. Luka Doncic. We'll, we'll talk about some international players and how, you know, is it now it is necessary and it's a staple in the game. Like, like oh, you yeah. see Euros up and down the draft as, as much as you see American players. Oh, yeah. And it was not like that, you no. know, 15 years ago. Now you have to respect them. Oh, yeah. You have to before be like, who's this guy? Man, this guy's trash. No, you have to respect him. But my question, though, all right? (laughs) Okay, if you're the Rockets franchise, we're talking franchise now, okay? This is not just on James Harden. Yeah. Do you make a deal with the devil to keep plugging in mellow offensive type of talents and get rid of the two guys that did nothing more but play defense so that Harden didn't have to play that effort. You got rid of Ariza and Mabute. But they didn't get rid of him. They got more money somewhere else, so they signed in and left. Well, you you treated Ariza like, thanks for coming back for sloppy seconds. You know, we're, we're not really interested in paying you what you're worth because our superstar can't play defense, and so it would be smart to keep Trevor Ariza around. I thought that was the biggest, dumbest mistake that they could have made. I thought it was a dumb made. mistake, but... Did they have the money? Did they have? They had to sign Capella. They had to sign Capella. They had to. They had to sign CP. They had to sign James Harden. 
What's the one thing that people say the Rockets didn't advance versus Golden State? Because who got hurt? Because CP got hurt. We all know that. Right. Uh, and what does pretty much every playoff run CP3 has even been involved with and with? He's been hurt every year. Breaking down, right? So now your floor general, your mental leader, which I think Chris Paul is. Yeah. I'm not going to deny that. He's, he's, we, you would have never got that far last year without CP. Not denying that either. But then whose hands is it in to try to close it out for two games? You got two games to close it out. It's in your superstar, the one that you deem the leader. Not the old guy that comes in that gives it all until he gets hurt and breaks down. No, you put it in that guy's hand. And that's where I think the false hope lies because they they continue. Do you know, literally on a dime, Daryl Morey got so antsy pants about uh, Jimmy Butler wanting to get out of Minnesota. He was willing to give up the next four years of first, first round, round picks. picks. And you know what Dalla said? Shout out to Almighty Dalla. I know he wanted us to be here. <laughs> he says to me, Oh, they're all going to be in the low 20s because it's going to be a good team. Guess what, man? Okay, fine. That's still a first-round draft pick. There's only two rounds in the yeah. NBA. You got to take what you can get and build because guess who's really good at drafting players in the second round? Daryl Morey. So if you trust your GM, you know that he can find pieces yeah, to build think, around. Yeah, I'm thinking the Rockets are trying to win now. They know their window is getting short. Chris Paul is, what, 33? And you just gave him a five-year deal. 33. Five-year deal. James Harden, I mean, who knows? By the end of this contract, he could be slowing down. Oh, he's going back to L.A. He can't wait to finish this up and he'll go into L.A. He's a guy that's not but driven he, by but, chips. But I'll tell he, you that. But will he go to L.A.? Because this is this is his town right now. No, no, I'm talking Clippers, but not Lakers. The, but but, but the L.A. L.A. wouldn't be his city. LeBron is there. Oh, somebody's going to end up there. I think KD and Harden go play together in L.A. But KD doesn't care if the city is his or not. No, I know. Harden does, I think. No, I think in Houston not it's saying, easy. Not saying him winning championships, no, I but know, I know. him just being the man in the city. Right. So <clears throat> so how long does – does I gave up on it a couple years ago. If, if he is the one I look on the billboards and see that they're trying to tell me is going to lead – when you just look at somebody like Drexler and Olajuwon in contrast during that run and you're like, wow, that's leadership. Mario Eli had more leadership in that kiss – that he threw away to Phoenix, then right, then Harden has in his whole heart, you know. And I'm not. This is not a personal attack on James Harden. I'm talking about basketball, like just that. What sets Mike aside? What sets LeBron from Melo? They're both incredible talents coming out the same exact year. Both had the same potential. Shout out to K9 Washington. Just jumped on the live stream. He's a Rockets apologist, just like Dalla. And so, of course, what happens? Uh, when uh, they when the Lakers when they beat the Lakers the other night, you know everybody's like ah Daryl Morey trusting Daryl Morey. I'm like, okay, you won a game in December against a, a rebuilding team it's, that it's a problem because that did it exactly the way I want the Rockets to. D'Antoni's only going like seven eight deep on the bench. You can't. He's terrible. You can't just do that. Terrible coach though. He's 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 a smart offensive mind as much as James Harden is an offensive talent. Like he's not. That's a, why they work good together. Right, and then. Even though they had patched it up in USA Basketball, you know as well as I do that if there's that coach that has rubbed you the wrong way at any point, even it's if y'all always going to have a problem. But they brought Melo in. The one coach that he had public verbal altercations that started the kind of, you know, sidetrack of his career in New, in York. New, 
was D'Antoni. See what I'm saying? Like, who's making the de- those decisions? It wasn't Les Alexander because some of these decisions has have happened since the team sold. No, it's Daryl Morey, and Daryl Morey's not. I mean, I know he's. I know he's a basketball purist. I know he loves basketball. Morey does. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. not just some nerd stat nerd. But I think. Let's see what my man Cam Brooks. Hey, what up, Cam Brooks? He said, "What does Morey go?" go after in the offseason. I think that's that's my problem is he doesn't know. I'd rather have four first-round picks as we watch this team gel and grow together just like we did with our baseball team here in Houston that took 100 lost seasons back-to-back for the first time in baseball in 80 years. Yeah, but that team always had big potential. Like, even when those guys first came, first started with the Astros, yeah. you knew what they were going to be. So two years ago, let's say the Rockets would have gotten Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell right now looks more like a leader in Utah than James Harden does. Facts. So, right. So, there's, there's, you can't tell me that you can't have both. You can't bring in a Mitchell who's going to give that, that almost like over. But, but he also went pretty high in the draft. No, he was like 16. He was like the, Well, the Rockets didn't have that no pick before then. Maybe. Oh, that's right, because they threw them all away on players that aren't even here anymore. That's my point. You're throwing away your future when Harden, if they traded for Jimmy Butler and Harden left in four years and you still didn't have a championship and Butler, you know, probably at the end of that four-year deal, you know, is looking to go somewhere else because there wasn't any results here. Maybe he stays either way because he's a Texas boy. I like Jimmy Butler. My point being is like Harden – you're investing so much basketball, uh, I, I guess, uh, fan stock here, or Houston Rockets organization stock in a guy that, that doesn't invest that into anything more than the nightlife and himself. You know, And it's just frustrating because you knew Dream at least lived here in college and, and represented Houston and knows Houston. And, you know, he was a part of the city and he was... Yes, it's just like James is is a Hollywood dude living in a in a you know like Paris Hilton on that old show right. where she, her simple life, her and right. Nicole Richie are living out on the farm. That's that's what it looks like to me, and so that's why I say I don't see him going to play with LeBron, no way. But I could see him and KD because Jerry West is is you know nobody's doubting what Jerry West can do to build a franchise, and he's getting old, in, you know, up there in his years, but. He knows he I, wants I KD heard, in I heard the Clippers. He's trying to get KD and Kawhi somehow. Right. So then, might as well bring Harden too. I mean, that's the that's they the, don't want that. Harden. Why do they want Harden? Where else Why is Harden going to go? He under contract. Well, I'm saying in three or four years when that contract is resign up. Him. Oh, jeez. Okay. They will Let's resign just, him. All right. Should we take a break? God, He's I, either resign him or trade him. What are they putting that Turkish coffee over there? A lot of caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, maybe it was those uh, those cookies, uh, Grandma's cookies. Nah, man, I'm telling you, they're gonna resign him. All right, man. I it's just a superstar that's in their hand. When he leaves, they don't. They won't have. Well, then a you superstar. gotta bring somebody else in, not not named CP3. Can't afford it. <laughs> then all right, we're back to <laughs> square one. Forty-one and forty-one. <laughs> you know, like, and, and they just look different this year because of the lack of Trevor Rezor and Bob Mute. Yeah, I love PJ Tucker, but PJ Tucker's maxed out on you know what his what he can bring. Is, yeah, but yeah. I love him. I mean, he's he's a good dude. His sneaker game is <laughs> nuts. Nuts. Um, all right, well let's let's a couple seconds. I just want to kind of 
talk about life. Just what's what's life like for you? I know you have your marble business. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. I want to ask you some of the greatest duos of all time, as we saw LeBron versus D. Wade for the last time yeah. last week. Uh, but before we go to break, just just talk about what you've been up to in Turkey, like running the business. Uh, I know you still dabble in, you know, scouting and, and seeing young talent, not only, you know, across the pond, but over here as well. Just uh, just give us a few minutes. What, yeah, what, what uh, life's like with Big Dave in Turkey? Um, like you said, we just I have a marble factory over in Turkey, which pretty much takes up a lot of time. Me and my wife both run it uh, as our company. So between actually working kids, man, that's my life. I go, I'm away from the house maybe two, three days out of every week, going to the factory, going to quarries to look for blocks. You know, and this is all local. Uh, it's all local Tur- rock, yeah, Tur- yeah. yeah, Turkish marble. You know, it's one of the higher end marbles in the world, to be honest with you. So it's difficult. It's a lot of you know working in Turkey is way different than being in America. Everything isn't just that official. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. It's a yeah. lot of, a lot of. Not, Gotta I don't speak the say, language, as they say. Yeah, and it's just different business wise. Yeah, like for example, we got something there. I like talking about it. We call it. I call it the check trade. Oh yeah. So let's say if I buy, if I buy, you know, you have a quarry. I buy my stone from you, right? Okay. So I give you a check, however much the stone costs. Let's say for instance, I pay. It's ten thousand dollars, for example. What you do, you owe somebody. You might be owed the gas company or you might owe the truck company. You owe somebody. Right. So you, damn, I owe this guy $10,000. So let me just pass this check along. Because <laughs> checks can be anywhere between four to nine months. Oh. So you just keep passing it along and whoever <laughs> has it at the end is the one who gets to cash the check. It's the check That's track. wild. That's wild. Yeah. So... Do you see more deals like that, or do you see, you know, the typical James Bond briefcase full of cash transactions? No, well, inside as well inside of Turkey, yeah. that's the way it's going to go. Okay, okay. But if oh, you're you talking go, international. When you export, export gotcha. is all cash. Gotcha. As soon as the container gets to the spot, they have to pay us before we can release the container to the customer. Ah, so if I ordered here in Texas, if I ordered some marble from you, what's the process of how long? Let's say I wanted a countertop, right? So do you sell me the raw marble or do you sell me the countertop cut? No, we don't do that. What we do is, I'm going to break this down to yeah. you so everyone can understand. This is how I break it down Sports, to Sports, sound, style, and science. So I'm going to break it down to where my people can understand if Thank you, you understand what I <laughs> Thank mean. Thank you. So let's say that you was in a certain game out here on the streets. All right. And you had to go buy your work, <laughs> right? You had to buy, you know, a good uh, brick of work. Okay. Right, right. What you do with that brick? You bring it home. You chop it up, separate it however you want to, ounce, quarters, nickels, dimes. Depending on your customer base. That's what I'm doing with the marble. Ah. I'm going to buy blocks from the quarry. Right. I'm bringing them back to my factory, and I'm chopping it up. Slabs, steps, tiles, free-length tiles. Right, right. Window seals, door seals. All right. So uh, let's say I say, yo, I need that fire. I need that that island slab, all right, for the kitchen. (laughs) What's the process? Um, Do I go directly through your company, or are there... If you just want, like, a countertop or something? Yeah, just say, you know, some counters. I, I, I will have to, like direct you 
to somewhere else who do that. Like we don't, I don't particularly do that. What we do is we only sell the material. We'll we'll cut enough we for to, that, yeah, and then we'll, they'll we'll, shape we'll, it. We'll, for example, you see these buildings here. Yeah, it could be like a project, and right, all these buildings right. want the same marble tile. Right. So we will cut up a bunch of tiles for that building. Gotcha. Or okay, let's say that that I ordered those. How long? New, uh, high rises or a shopping mall or something. Right, we'll right. cut for those places. Because you gotta actually, the more that you're shipping, the better cost for shipping right. because you're filling right. a container as yeah, you gotta fill where you're putting a couple container. tiles on and that's gonna be that's, that's a waste. Right. Okay. It's a big loss. So actually. so so let's say that I'm let's say the media block said, you know what, we need some of that big Dave tile. We need some of that big Turkish coffee tile. You know what okay. what's the name of the business? Marbone. Marbone? Marbone. Marbone Stone. That's just follow I like me that. on I like at that. Marbone underscore stone on Instagram. There it is. So let's say they wanted to, to get an order. What's what's the time, you know, between you actually placing that order, you going to the warehouse and pulling the order, and then it getting to the States? The time? You know, just a period of time. Just so people kind of have an idea of how long this process well, is. It, first it all depends on how big the project is so let's just say are you just talking about this building or every building let's just say every building okay let's right say every so it's building a container for, it might be maybe two containers okay maybe it's a lot that's a lot of tiles being cut so yeah the process would be i would say give us a good two to three weeks to cut it right. and do the selection for you because if we cut it that doesn't mean that that's the selection you want. It's a natural stone. You start breaking so, it down. So it's not all just the part that you want. You right, understand? right, right, right. So while we cut it after that, we're doing selection. Make sure you get the part that you want. You understand? Part of the stone, right. Yeah. Yep, yep. So I would say two to three weeks doing that. Maybe less. It could be less, all depending on other orders we have. And to ship it here to America... How long would that take? Maybe, maybe two weeks, because it's you know it's coming on the vessel. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you have regular orders just going out so you can have product here? Because you know you want to have product here. Obviously, you want customer base all over the world. But yeah, I, right now we don't have per a, order. Right now we don't even have a customer base here in America. We export out to right now just Palestine and Palestine and Israel. Wow. We had the Palestinian connection here last week. We had Nader 713, local artist, is about to explode. And, of course, filling in for Kelso in the lowdown, we had Lena, and they're both Palestinian, proud okay. Palestinian. So they're the type of people that appreciate, you know, the the handcrafted and, and you know, uh, value of, of that stone, you know, that type of stone, that type of architecture, that type of interior. So we can get you some business over here. That's yeah. my whole point, man. We'll spread the word and, you know, you yeah. listen to the rap show. You never know. You're going to learn how the process works to get some stone from Turkey. Pocket full of stones, yeah. as they say you here in H-Town. I, like I said, man, I tell everybody, I'm slinging rock, literally. Literally. <laughs> you hear the music? <laughs> Guess who's back? Big Dave Dixon, ladies and gentlemen, and we are coming right back. We still got a few more minutes, so we'll talk uh, some hip-hop as well. I want to see what Dave's been, if he's got time in his busy life, what he's been listening to, if he's still jamming that old school, and then, you know, what's coming up in uh, his 2019 because we're almost at the end of the year and it is a holiday special unlike any other on a hip-hop hoops day to have big dave here uh, and then of course december 30th it's a sunday 
the extravaganza, the almighty, that's so bolsky, OG nasty, neek DJ Arsenic rap show. Try to get Big Dave out there as well, because I know everybody wants to see him. Got to catch him while you can. He's a Jet Set and International player, and he's our big man. So we'll be right back here on the rap show to wrap it all up here on Hip Hop Hoops Day. Don't forget the lowdown. Big Bad Cab. Yup, that's Head Wreckers, Big Bad Cab. The Don, he's going to be here Thursday in the lowdown. And of course, catch it all on your favorite podcast platforms 24-7. Just search The Rap Show. That's Rapper 2 peas. We'll be right back. Knots, get that monkey knot stone. No, we got big blocks, big blocks of rocks, and of course, we got our big man back in the fold right here, holding it down, protecting our paint right here in H Town. Of course, that is Big Dave Dixon. What a big Dave! Hey man, what's happening, man? It's always good to be home. Hey, you know, and welcome home for the holidays. Uh, what you got planned? What you got going on over the next couple weeks? You know, nothing. I'm trying to maybe find some new customers for my product. That's right. That's, that's right. it, man. Just hang out with family and be with them pretty much. Bet, bet. Uh, now, your son, you said, is in second grade now. Yeah. Shout out to little man. Growing up fast, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Into new things. What's he uh, What's he into these days? Is he playing oh, Fortnite man. yet? Nah, man. We <laughs> try to keep him away from the video. That's game. right. Smart man. <laughs> so we, we we pretty much keep him active on the weekends when there's no school. He has basketball Saturday and Sunday. How's that going? It's going all right. He likes it. You know, I'm, I'm I don't want to be one of them parents that, parents that force anything on him. You know, if he like it, he can play. If he don't like it, he can always say I don't like it. Yeah. You know. Uh, so you know, I don't put no pressure on him. I go and watch him. If he asks me a question, I tell him how I feel about it or what he should do. But. I'm not trying to be overbearing. I want him to enjoy it and love it, not feel like he's forced to do it. That's right. That's right. Because I think you get more out of it in the end, mm. um, you know, as you have. I mean, basketball was good to you. Yeah, you know, it was. Basketball it was. literally took you around yeah. the world, man. Yeah. And, you know, 
First of all, I should say, welcome back to the Rap Show, everybody. It's Hip Hop Hoops Day. That is Big Dave. I'm your host, Adam Rap. That is Rap with two Ps. Yes, yes. Big shout out to everybody checking in live on the stream. Of course, you can follow me at Instagram, at the Rap himself. Or whether you're in Turkey, whether you're here in Texas, whether you're anywhere around the world and you can get on a Wi-Fi signal, whether Android or iPhone, and you can search your podcast platforms, well, then you'll find us right there. The best in sports sounds and style. A little science, too, as we found out today. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you guys just search us and then subscribe. And once you subscribe, you can get notifications when that new episode pops up and we're dropping four a week. When I can, when I can squeeze it into everything else going on with family and holidays, and we will have some best of shows coming up next week. Of course, uh, the week goes down like this. Monday is NFL Nugs, and we will be wrapping up the regular season, getting ready for a Texans playoff run. Big Dave, that actually putting it all together this year, and after a rough start, 0-3, they've won 10 out of 11, and look like uh, even they're doing it with the guys through the draft, you know? I mean, the the, the key elements, Clowney, Watt, uh, Deshaun Watson. uh, D-Hop. D-Hop, of course. Those guys are all homegrown talent through the draft. Astros may have done it differently, but they still had to go to the bottom of the the depths at some point. At some point. That's what I'm saying. At some point, Harden's gone, and you're... You're gonna regret not stocking the cover. You're gonna regret, you know, not. Yeah, but but not. every team has to go through that downfall. Wow, yeah. every team has been through it. Yeah, but I guess we never really had the basement. No, nah, because it it was it was patched and pieced together after uh, Team Mac and Yow really never could stay healthy together, mm. and so. I don't know. There was just kind of like, oh wow, we can get hardened. Okay. Um, and then after that, it was seemed like it was just kind of whatever Daryl Morey came up with in his bag of tricks. Next, he would he would throw out there and try. Uh, but you mentioned uh, watching your son play, of course, as an ex-player yourself, professional player. One thing that I mentioned at the top of the show about LeBron and, and why there's hope for not only his son playing in the NBA more so than Jordan's kids, um, but maybe even playing with the Lakers one day and playing with his dad, which I think would be just – priceless more than any trophy LeBron could ever win would to be see his son. He said recently, Dave, that he felt he almost felt bad that he put too much pressure on his kid naming him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and just the acknowledgement of that and you know, you see every waking moment LeBron is not at his own team function. He's with his kid's team. Coaching him on the side, hyping him, up, hyping him up, bringing his buddies from his team to go watch these kids play. And not only does that affect Bronny's kids, but it affects all the kids that play with Bronny because right. they, they know that they're giving them a giving them a chance, giving them a look. That's, and 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 yeah, really pulling the greatest of the great is is how you elevate your game when the moments are the biggest, right? And for right. those kids, that's the biggest moment. For them is is just as big as NBC having 10 million people watching the NBA Finals for adults, you know, for grown players. So uh, I I just I think Mike was the typical sports dad, you know, not involved day to day operationally at the house. He left one right. to do it's just different era. I'm not saying good yeah. or bad or wrong. I mean that was really you know if your dad was a rock star, or a salesman, there a was no social player, media. Then. That's right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. He would have changed pri- the they, game. They dude. had privacy. Yes, yes, yes. And you know, I think the moment that 
people realized that it changed was D'Angelo Williams a few years ago in the in the hotel room. Uh, oh, live Russell. St- yeah, live streaming people. D'Angelo Russell. Uh, did I say D'Angelo Williams? Yeah. <laughs> That's where my brain is. Uh, yeah, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, yeah. It, and it was that, oh, my God, these kids are, they don't. They don't realize what they're doing is yeah. is yeah taking the privacy out of yeah, that I mean, lifestyle. He broke up that man's <laughs> engagement. <laughs> he lost his Iggy. Yeah. Um, so I just I think that that that's going to make a difference in the expectation, but also the elevation of of those type of pro athlete kids than than the Michael Jordan kids who. All they knew was their dad, just like we knew their dad. Right. What they saw on TV, what he did, this, and the free Jordans they got every weekend. Yeah. That was pretty much the extent. And and I just I love seeing LeBron with his kids. I love LeBron's still. And, and there's never been one photo op moment. Look at my perfect family. No, he just right, that's no. just how he lives. No, it's it's just, just him. Yeah, and it just go. All this is now starting to as a father ourselves. All those little things. It's funny how you. Look at somebody when you're 43, or you look at somebody when you're 23, 18 to 23, you're gonna want to be more like Jordan. But then right. when you get older, you're like, no, I want to be more like a LeBron, which right. is balance, right? Right. And even even the style of his agency, you know a little bit about you know working with agents just in on the player side and post basketball side, bringing you know his guys, as they say, right? Yeah. His crew, his team. Uh, you, Phil Jackson said posse. I'm not going to say posse. <laughs> but brought his, you know, guys that he knew he could put into places to ultimately make them successful as yeah. well, right? And, which, and, which is great. Whenever you can able to put people that you know on, you know, so they could be successful, man. It's like your whole team, your whole family. You, you don't have to be the guy taking care of everyone. Right, right, for handouts. Like, you know, These guys, what's the old saying? You could teach a hungry man how to fish. Man, he could eat for a lifetime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With no worm. Yes. I mean, <laughs> you might have to dive in that water and go get that fish, but you do whatever it takes. And, you know, that that's – I was comparing uh, last week, we're, of course, Hip Hop Hoops Day. We were talking, uh, you know, how athletes and rappers and, you know, the very similar, you know, branding, very similar, you know, self-confidence uh, involved, you know, mental strength. Uh, you know, talent, all of that goes into it. And and we were talking about if you really went era by era, Drake is following the Jay-Z path. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that Travis Scott is going to follow the Kanye West path. And if you look at it, we've seen it already kind of in full 20-year played-out fruition where hip-hop there was nothing to to reflect and judge on when we were young when when Jay no, just started when no, no, no. right I mean it was a different it, it was, was still sort of new oh yeah just like today LeBron having so much ownership of his brand having the HBO barbershop show which I think is phenomenal mm-hmm. um, you know uh, being able to speak out on any you know uh, from civil unrest to to you know civil liberties to uh, positive things like his school. He's able to do so much more, I think, um, with the freedom to do so, to not worry about what's the public going to think about, you know, my thoughts, my opinions, me putting Mav Carter. I remember 10 years ago, they were like, 
and just got a bunch of his dudes from the hood, you know, working for him. Exactly. Like they're gonna they're gonna steer him wrong because you saw a lot of that in the '90s where guys were starting to put their homies on, and their homies were were trying to be just as much ghetto superstars right. than the players, right? right? right. So Mav changed it, I think, because Mav didn't want to fit that stigma. He actually wanted to prove to LeBron, you made the right choice by putting me in charge of, of these type of opportunities. And it's now that he's in L.A., everybody said he's going to L.A., not for the basketball per se, but to for build business. that post-basketball. So I think, you know, it, it all of that admiration, all of that, wow, this guy is, is, is not somebody you should just tell to shut up and dribble. And took, no. and took that and turned that into no. content as well. Like, exactly. bitch, okay, we'll make a show called <laughs> Shut Up and Dribble then and get more millions. You know, right. like, you, you keep f- you fueling and feeding that fire. You're, you're, the, the best are going to rise, like Jay-Z, right? right? I mean, even through the Beyonce, all that lemonade and all that shit, to come back and make an, ar- an album together and now, you know, went off of that because they, they did it the right way and, and they showed that, you know, we don't have to go through some sloppy Hollywood divorce and, you know, and right. tear up our family. We've already got too much invested. You know, Jay's living that lifestyle just as much as the players live the lifestyle or, you know, any any type of fame brings. It, there's going to be that temptation. I guess my point is, like, Drake has, has, has used that as his model. Kanye's off the rails. What's up with that dude? He's... Man. I don't even listen to Kanye's music anymore. I can't. I can't. Not even his old stuff that I liked. I can't. I can't either. Because, yeah, he he's... I hate to say it, but he's black Trump. I mean, he's so, yeah. he's so hypocritical and so... Everything that he makes the biggest issues are, A, so petty and just so... so just hoish, man. And, and now it's getting worse because he's torn self like his own self is torn and so he's tried to like lash out against other people including drake jay-z and you know props to travis scott but kanye is his mentor and 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 he's already in that kardashian world and he's already kind of like do i want to rep houston do i want not want to rep Houston? you know you just see kind of the 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 what am i and so, you know, back to, we, we can bring this all the way back to the hardcore, uh, you know, LeBron follows the Drake, Jay-Z, building something bigger, building something right. for my family, leaving that life behind of just, you know, just wanting the material or the fame, you know, really, really, really establishing something for a lifetime and beyond. <clears throat> Whereas, you know, uh, a player like Harden to me is, what is he? You know, he's confusing. Is he this? Because we want to say... Damn, he's man, he's dope. He's 47, you know, averaging almost a triple double. You know, this is the guy that's gonna lead us to the championship, but you don't have faith that he's gonna do that because of his actions, right? Right, right. So it's just it's that it's that, you know, we don't even have to compare errors. We can you know compare on and off court personalities. And so speaking of personalities and and working together, you know, on collabs, you know, famously Drake told in the barbershop show on LeBron's show, he went to to go work in Montana with Kanye. Kanye clowned yeah. him in the studio. Right, right. Took personal information about a child that he was about to bear from somebody he really didn't want to have a child with. And then you know. when he told his man, kill him. And then dropped an album 
five days that week that Drake was supposed to drop, trying to take down the great. And you and you don't because the greats rise above it, right? right. LeBron's losses in the finals, he said it on that show too, only made him better. Right. And to see him say it now, like so matter-of-factly, like, and hearing me as a grown man in my own world saying, God, I love taking these L's right now because it makes me so much better and I feel so much more clairvoyant for the bigger opportunity right. to not take the L when it counts the most. But it's hard to take that L. It it's is. Hard to swallow. It is. It is. But it helps. But it's. I think it's necessary. Anybody that says that they were perfect. I mean, ask the Patriots of what 2009. Yeah, I mean, exactly. yeah, perfect ain't perfect until the job is done. Um, so, all right. So, last week we talked about D Wade and LeBron. It was the last time they were facing off. You know, kind of weird to think about that they came out in the same year in 03 in the draft. But D Wade seems like the elder statesman, kind of the big bro. And he is well, an age, is but age two is. years. I mean, two years is kind of like. It, well, is I, it two I, or it, three? It's, it's, I mean, he went to college for four years. I was going to say, no, I, I think he, he eventually will be three years older. But, you know, two and a half, three. It's still, it's weird to think about. LeBron seems so far from the end right now. And, yeah. and I know it's probably five, six years away in reality. LeBron but really knows how to take care of his body, man. That's a real important thing. The like, most you know, important thing. Like, Beyond yeah, the mental part. Bodies, everybody's body is different. You know, everybody's body is different. Yeah. So you're, one person will break down more than the other one just because that's just yeah. in their nature kind of. Right, right. I mean, it's what makes Tom Brady so freakish. It makes yeah, it was, that's what makes LeBron so freakish. That's right. Big unit. Remember the pitcher Randy Johnson? Yeah. He pitched till he's like forty-three years old, yeah. throwing gas. You know, yeah. it's just that. Yeah, you're born with with not only the 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 mental toughness and the physical ability, but the talent is in there. You just yeah. have to see how far you want to dig and 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 dig deep. Um, but one thing I wanted, you know, of course, famously, they were at their, both of their, I think, their peaks when they played together in Miami with, you know, the alley-oop. Uh, yeah, uh, they had a lot of memorable moments. Yeah, I remember the uh, the touchdown the pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, uh, you know, the, the of course, like I mentioned earlier, the tiptoe three in the corner, mm. getting that ball rebounded by Bosch, kicked it out to Ray. To that was some that fun shot. basketball to watch. It was, Richard was on that squad yeah, as well. Yeah. Big shout out to Rashad Lewis, of course, another Houston native and friend of the rap show. Uh, I know he's staying busy. He's always got something going on, man. Yeah. Family, big three. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that big three league? It's, it's kind of cool. I really, didn't, I really, I haven't seen a game. Oh, you haven't seen a game? No, because you know this summer I was, I didn't come to Houston, so you were moving rocks. Yeah, <laughs> you I had Fred, to move rocks. Fred Flintstone himself. <laughs> Um, but one thing I was asking uh, all our listeners out there, and you guys can check out the rap show on your favorite podcast platform, all-time duos, okay? And in the, I guess, in the modern era of three or more really putting together super teams, duos, duos. were big and Stockton real. Malone. They're on the list. Jordan Pippen, Shaq Penny, Magic Kareem, Akeem. Shaq Kobe. Somebody else last week, they were like, don't forget Shaq Kobe. Can't forget Shaq Kobe. Shaq Kobe was, it was a duo. It was a duo. I think it was a trio with Phil Jackson. If you really <laughs> want to know. But uh, even Akeem Clyde, because mm. it was one year here, but really it was the, if you if you took the mass of it from college the was, and then it reuniting. Was, it was only four years of college. Well, then reuniting and playing, they, they 
They were a damn good team in college. They were yeah, fam- I mean, phenomenal. They were in the final, of course, in 83 on the uh, NC State Miracle, the Valvano tip. But, uh, y- you know, it just that was that was the closest thing in that in that era or, you know, mid 90s that you had in the West, aside from Stockton Malone was the key McClyde. Uh, I couldn't really Kemp and Peyton. I mean, but eh, I'm talking all time great. So who's your all time duo? If you had to go with two. I love that Shaq and Penny duo. Shaq and Penny. Yeah. I had that number two. That was, I love that duo. Yeah. I mean, but you can't really compare any duos to Stockton Malone. The, no, paste, I mean, I the remember, pasty gangster and the purple neck. I mean, I just remember when I was a child, all I heard was Stockton Malone, Stockton to Malone, Stockton to Malone. Yeah, because you were watching local Rockets games, and they were doing the Rockets <laughs> and they was every year. And, that's all, and that was like Stockton to Malone. Stockton, like, how many? Yeah. yeah. It was unstoppable. Yep. They were unstoppable. Until they came up against Mike. <laughs> See, that's the thing, like... We know what it is. Yeah. We know how great Mike was. I ain't trying to deny that, but it's just like I just want to. If I'm gonna put anybody there, I want to put LeBron there, just because of the the total package. But man, could so. LeBron beat Stockton and Malone? I, I think it goes back to the duo. I think that Miami team. Yeah, that Miami team. Because if you think about it, like they wouldn't have been able to guard them. Like, like they wouldn't have been able to, Miami would have run all over that team. And think about, they had two or three guards at any given time, you know, that they could double People team. People would have been in foul trouble guarding that pick and roll. Somebody would have been in foul Let's trouble. Let's not compare eras anymore. Remember, <laughs> yeah, it's a different era when those boys played for real. So, uh, well, real quick, I mentioned, um, I don't know how much you've got to see him or how much you heard of him coming up. I'm sure you did, but, this kid, Luka Doncic. Oh, yeah, man. I, I've, I've known about Luka for the past four years. I love this kid's game because I think he's one of those white guys that shows up to the to the court on Saturday mornings for pickup, <laughs> and nobody <laughs> picks him just by looking at him. And then he goes out there, and, he and he's on Instagram. He kills. Yeah, and everybody's sharing that video two million now, times. You know, Luka's, man, always been a very smart player. He's not the quickest. You know, he has slow feet, not athletic. But he has such a high, extremely high basketball IQ. He's 19 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been leading his team since he was like 16, 17. Yeah. I mean, you well, the, he was a starting point guard for Real Madrid. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> as a teenager. Right. Right. Like, come on, man. He's grown me. He's still a teenager, yeah. by the way. Yeah. And he's already hit, what, two game-winning shots in Dallas. I mean, he's he is their go-to man now. And I think the perfect situation is is exactly where he's at with a Mark Cuban owner. You've got Dirk on his way out the door, so he's going to teach him all the and NBA you, and ins you, and, and outs. you still got Dennis Smith Jr. there, who's a great player. Who's had to adjust his game. Yeah. Even take a step, you know, I'm not saying take a step back you got, from you got a big. Trust. You got DeAndre, you got DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. yeah. You got a nice core. Yeah, yeah. I like that core better than I like the Rockets right now. I mean, if you if you took their starting five, and we've already lost the Mavericks, so if you took their starting five, really potential. I'm saying long term potential. Of course, you they're younger. With, they're way younger. That's my point. Why can't the Rockets just just do it? Just just start drafting. I mean, you're a good scout, Daryl Moore. You know talent, but like, stop. You're just throwing money at a you know. See, he, uh, I think he wants that win. He he has the win now mentality. I don't think he wants to wait. We've well, been waiting ten years. <laughs> 
But you've always been in the mix. What do you think about the East right now? You mentioned earlier in the show. The East that is, I like the You East. thought the East was easy for LeBron back then. Yeah, it's but now easy. it's but now, I don't think it's easy now. LeBron didn't have a Celtics team like this, although they're not playing to their potential, but they're still. But they're getting guys back from major injuries. Major uh, to injuries. To me, Toronto Toronto is playing amazing right now. Like they're playing defense. Kyle Lowry's really playing the point guard position. Should have never gotten rid of him. Uh, not jacking up a lot of threes, just taking his shots. He's leading the league in assists right now. Right. And we all know what Kawhi can do. Right. Well, I mean, he's a two-headed monster offensively and defensively. <laughs> and, yeah. He's got the greatest and laughing. Last, yeah. <laughs> so, Sanaka, man, they got a lot of young talent over there, too, man. They, they're playing really well right now. How can you forget about the Greek freak and what they're doing oh, in can't. Milwaukee? I can't. But That's the squad, I, I don't think. think that they can beat uh, – Toronto or Boston? I don't think they could be Boston either. They have a chance against Philly. You like that Philly team? I don't like Embiid always talking about what's wrong with his situation. Yeah, I don't I mean, like. But that. I like I like the I like Jimmy there. I like Embiid. I really like Ben Simmons too. My only downfall with him is he can't shoot, so why even play up on him? You remember us seeing him his one year in college? We yeah. saw him yeah, there yeah, at College Station. Yeah, they shoot that day. I got some great pictures of, of Ben Simmons not being able to shoot the ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's I think But he's extremely a, he's a talent. But he's quiet and he just goes to play his ball. It's like Lonzo Ball. It's like, you know, as much as you would think that Lonzo Ball would run his mouth because of his dad, but I think, you know, I think nature, Ben Simmons have more effect on the game than Lonzo Ball. I agree with that as well. He's, I mean, he's shit five inches taller than him. I mean, he's he's what damn near six nine. Simmons is something like that. He's great player, and and but my point is like the quiet. I think the quiet serves better because just show up and get better, get better, get yeah. better. Embiid. Not even a week into Butler being there, what's Embiid do? Oh, man, I'm not getting the ball enough. Like, oh, man, I'm not getting enough touches now. We got a superstar here in Jimmy. You know, it's like, dude. And then before that, it was him treating, uh, what's the big man's name in Detroit? Drum. <laughs> you know exactly what I was talking about. I mean, I get it. Smack talk is part of the game. But, like, you got to have some pelts on the wall first, man. This dude, he can't even play 82 games. He can't even play 60 games. Yet he's acting like he's a 10-year vet. And that rubs me the wrong way because it goes back to personality says everything I need to know about game because I've seen it every time like if you know a dude or you're around a dude or you can see the patterns of a dude and how quickly like he was ready to pop off about that just give it a season give it a half a season you yeah. know like don't start that because that was my problem he wasn't even ready to be an NBA player physically so he had this he was just chomping at the bit waiting 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 how he got some you know he got some run and he shows he's got incredible talent I mean nobody's knocking that but it's just that it's gonna start rubbing Jimmy the wrong way and you know how that goes. The rest is so I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's going to work there in Philadelphia. <laughs> I like the Toronto team because they were already a damn good team. Yeah. You know, and people kind of want to discredit them because they kind of like the San Diego Chargers. The year they went fourteen and two and lost in the first round, and Schottenheimer got fired. Yeah. People are like, what are you talking about? Doesn't matter what you do in the regular season. You could be the number one seed in the East with LeBron playing. You know, two states away, and still get run. When, you know, he says it's time to go in game three after giving you hope even in the series. You know, like he's – LeBron's that 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 good. And he's 
I think, been underrated in those situations because Toronto was really, really good, even with DeRozan before they traded him yeah. to Spurs. Yeah. So. But they got a lot better with Kawhi. I, d- I agree. I agree. And um, I want to ask you, what, what music are you listening to now? I know I don't want to just... No, that's good. That's good. Um, it's been a kind of a crazy year for music, you know, because you've seen a lot of the rise of the SoundCloud rappers. You've seen, you know, literally within a year, somebody become a star... Uh, via social media and via these, you know, electronic uh, uploading sites and platforms like this Takashi Six Nine kid. Yeah. And now he's going away, you know, because he 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 couldn't just be happy with just making music for a, for a generation that likes all that. Yeah. You know, the the look as much as you know, probably the look more so than the actual content and the music because it don't it don't speak to me. But there was a lot of those little Zans and like all these little, you know, <laughs> next generation little Wayne 2.0s that were coming out. And a lot of them, you know, unfortunately were uh, uh, lost suburban white kids and or, you know, kids that that were just in it for the 24 hour success of of a million likes or a million views on YouTube instead right. of long term. You know, let's I want to build a business, man. See, you know, I don't even pay attention or even listen to those guys. But I was really happy about 2018 music. All right. So we've got the negative out of the way. Let's talk yeah. about the positive. I mean, Scorpion I, album. It was okay. Oh, here you go. It wasn't. It was okay. Okay. I'd like to hear what I think that. I think I've Mac heard, Miller's. I've heard Drake, Rest in peace. I heard Drake do a lot better, and I know he could spit a lot better than what he do. You understand? So. Not saying he didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just be wanting him that spitting. Yeah. Well, I think he now he's got to save that for people in other camps that want to step up and try to get their name back into the uh, 24-hour news cycle and, and challenge him for like, some reason. I like the way the year started off for me. Okay. P. Ryan. Oh, of course. Primo Ooh. and Royce to 5'9". Yeah. Of course. Yes, that was that actually album a good call. Was- and that was their second collaboration. The album and when the... Um, <sighs> Wordplay on those Primo beats. Oh, yeah. No, that was good call. Good and call. when um, what's my man Pusha T came out, I liked his album. Push is just. Uh, I understand he could get repetitive. Yeah, I understand yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. He okay, so do repetitive. you think? Do you think in just the singular news cycle of that beef, right? Mm-hmm. Overall, who won? Of. Uh, Drake and Pusha T, because that you know that was famously part of the album. The album yeah, dropped with, I mean, I with would that say, diss track. I would say Push, to be honest, because Drake it's nice to, Drake can't come back with a response. I mean, I understand you don't need why to. Not, but yeah, I think that's I think that's I don't know. To me, that that's 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 harder to do, right? Than to keep. Yeah, I think Meek, he got him. Meek tried to like. Stagger and get up, and then boom, he got him again. Right. Won a Grammy off of that shit, like. <laughs> so I think I think <laughs> straight up, and now he's reunited with Meek Mill. Yeah. Um, who actually, you know what? That yeah. album. He has a decent project. Yeah, yeah. I I, I gave up on Meek, and then Meek kind of came back around because I he, think everybody gave up on Meek, <laughs> including his gal, <laughs> her tour, right? Her world tour. <laughs> oh man. Um, Swimming, Max final project. Um, yeah. You know, I, I I love the kid because he is the embodiment of my son's 
both of my son's generation. They turned me on to the Wiz Khalifas, the Chevy Woods, yeah. the Mac Millers, you know, the Tyler, the creators, like all right. these, these new little bosses in the game who right. are, you know, late 20s, early 30s as, you know, the prerequisite, I think, for the facial facial tattoo rappers and the, right. and the mumble rappers, I think, as everybody calls them these days. Um, but that swimming album, it's so ironic because Mac passed away the week of my birthday. And we had just spoke. I told him I was going to come out and see his show in L.A. It was a private show. He was getting better. He'd just gone through a big Hollywood breakup. You know, I mean, that's a lot of shit to deal with when you just want to rap and have fun with your friends. You know, like you get dragged into a world that he wasn't, I wouldn't say uh, inclined to be a part of, but you could tell he was a misfit. He just didn't fit in. So I think he was doing well and the music was like growth. That's all I want to hear. And that's why I think Scorpion's so important because it's growth. It's right. like, here's why I didn't respond to you. Yeah, guess what? I wasn't I wasn't trying to push my kid onto Instagram like DJ Khaled. I wasn't trying to push my kid out in that world. It's a cold fucking world. Like right. So, no, I don't I, that's not the way, you know, I, I want to have some type of relationship, but I have, have to establish a relationship with his mother first. So like, no, dude. Like it, it's just growth. And I think with swimming it was trying to self I'm trying to take care of myself. I'm trying to get off these drugs. I'm trying to like go from 26 to, you know, grown man status and it just caught up to him so fast but I didn't really like the, the album at first it seemed like another breakup album uh, after he had just put out an album in Ode to This Woman you yeah. know a year and a half earlier right. but he's so creative and he's so he just grabs you I mean energetically if, if, if you if you notice when he did pass so many people you wouldn't think even acknowledge that he exists as an artist were like oh my god I can't believe Mac's gone and that's what really showed me like his impact, even though, you know, I knew him as just a dirtbag rapper the first time he came to Houston from Pittsburgh. And we were like, yeah, this kid, like, you know, he's my spirit animal. If I was still a young kid in this generation, I'd be, I'd be, you know, running around in the hood like he does. Right. So it was just, you know, that, that once I, once he was gone and I knew that was the last project, that was the last time we we're going to get new music, you know, unless it's unreleased, you know, Peel Session yeah. stuff from back in the day. And now I listen to it and I'm like, it's almost timeless. It's almost like he wants people to remember him as just trying and just caring to get better and be a better person and, and be more clairvoyant. And I think that's all you want to hear. You know, that's all you want is is that growth that you want to hear yeah. because you're trying to grow yourself. And so you don't want to hear somebody taking steps backwards, which some artists do, you know, right. like the one we mentioned earlier yeah. like we don't even listen to that dude I don't want anything to do with that guy <laughs> like he came out again with his little bleach blonde hair thing talking about Drake like <laughs> bro man like your shoes are whack you're whack like your whole style is whack. is whack just the energy is whack and I feel bad for the man you know because I think he's just he got lost and 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 way too much time and money on his hands and, and people that treated him like he was some kind of god and all of a sudden started calling himself as such and it just that mentality of that, that it'll fuck you up worse than any drug right fame is a hell of a drug um Georgia Smith beautiful incredible amazing artist from London yeah J-O-R-J-A she just got nominated for a Grammy um of course, I mentioned the Carter's album. I thought it was good. I thought, you know, it had some bangers on there. It had some... some uh... What about Dime Trap? I haven't heard Dime Trap. 
Tell me about Dime Trap. Hey, man, this uh, amazing piece of work that he put out. All right. Yeah, man. I mean, it's almost enough. I, I don't. It's, you can almost play it full away, fully through, almost. Okay. Okay. Which is big. Yeah. You know, I I went through the entire Drake catalog in chronological order recently. Yeah, you know, just on my in my earbuds driving around and stuff. I realized out of all those albums, all those mixtapes, there's only one song that no matter what, I always hit forward to the next track. <laughs> Which song is that? It's the one on Take Care with Kendrick Lamar. People treat Kendrick Lamar as if, you know, he's Shakespeare himself, right? In some circles, people think... I like Kendrick nice. I don't like all the voices. I don't like all the... On that track, it's... it's, it's, Is it even ad-libs? It's like almost like character play. It's like, you know, Devin does it. Devin the Dude, of course, here in H-Town. It's almost that... uh, I'll play this track. I'll play the track here as we get out of here. It's almost 6 o'clock. We're still rolling here on Hip Hop Hoops Day. <laughs> Live from the Media Block. This is Big Dave. I'm Adam Rap. This is the Rap Show Holiday Edition. What a treat to have Big Dave back. Um, but it's just that... You can't, you can't do that? I, I, nah, man. It's like every once in a while but he seems like he just does it all the time it's just that that we it's just i don't know man it and, and i mean you know so you didn't like lyrics, him, you didn't like him in mona lisa the wayne song that's all right what'd you think of that wayne carter five i liked it too much hype way yeah, too yeah, much yeah, that's the problem yep and i think that's why dre said screw it i'm not even giving you all this you know everybody's still waiting on dre's next project yeah. and he made it a soundtrack right from compass most wanted um, see, I don't even know the name. I can almost name probably every Drizzy track, but uh, it's it's yeah, man. It's just to me, it has no beat, it has no like, I guess you know anything for me to get anything out of. And he's just for half the song, he's like me on his So I found myself I was like, I wanted to listen to everything straight through, and I can't take it, so yeah. I skipped it. And no, and no diss. I mean, there's no diss on Kendrick. I just. What about that J Cole? Uh, J Cole is repetitive to me too. You hear the beat? Mm-hmm. That's Fab. He reminds me of Fab. Now Fab was more swag, you know, more yeah, yeah, yeah. more. Jay's, I mean, conscious. I get it. He was inspired from everybody from Tribe Called Quest to Jay Z. So I guess you know he's got more range than Fab. Right. But it just seems like every. You know, it's like it's great music, but I I need I need new. I need fresh. I need something that you know it's it's game changing. And and not that Scorpion was game changing, but for me it was just a natural progression of 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 Drake growing up. What, what about Killer Corleone's project? Let's talk about Big Cab, huh? Big Bad Cab from Head Wreckers, Southeast Beast. Dobeezy, of course, brought the Head Wreckers front and center right here in H-Town. Uh, and if you know anything, before there was a club Godzilla, there was a Big Bad Don, and his name is Cab the Don, Big Bad Cab. He's got Vocab 2 that just dropped, and he and Biggs will be here tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Uh, for the lowdown, of course, we're going to do some of our year-end favorites Uh Favorite Christmas songs, favorite Netflix series. You watch Netflix much? Uh, not really. I don't have too much time. But, you know, last thing I really watched was Ozark. Incredible. Second season. Oh, yeah. so fucking good. So good. Now, Darlene, 
God, <laughs> just that. God, I love Jason Bateman. He's he's the only one that can play that role, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, you fuck with him, you know, you because yeah. he's cool, he's witty, and he's he's not like overly nerdy white guy. He's kind of down to earth guy, and he's he's kind of like snarky towards his family sometimes and shit. Um, yeah, that's great. I, you know what I watched last night? I actually fell asleep watching it uh, and finished it this morning. Was the remastered series? It's their, their musical documentary series on who killed Jam Master Jay. Really? Yeah, and it's so hard, you know. Whereas Tupac and Biggie were, of course, it, it was almost directly related because of their infamous beef over, you know, what was really in chronologically. It was such such a short period of time. Right. It, this thing didn't yeah. last for years no. to where it was like finally somebody you know had had to be murdered it was so quick like it but anyway jam master j was one where you were like everybody loves jam master j like, like what how could he you know he had no beef with nobody sometimes it doesn't take know. beef sometimes it doesn't take beef no. sometimes jealousy is even worse yeah. than beef in your own time. circle right right well, be careful you know how much you like to to you know give back to the community because they're not always there to serve you support back. you that's right that's right. Or or keep you safe. Because here's the whole thing about this documentary last night is like you've got his friends and inner circle saying, This is Hollis Queens, people, you know, like, okay, fuck the police. We don't need them to figure this out. Somebody was in that studio. There was five people in that studio. Right. Somebody knows something. But you know, is it is the stitches get stitches <laughs> mantra that powerful to where you won't even share information about letting a hip hop community at least or and his family most importantly be at peace? And it really just goes into like, man, don't always judge a book by its cover, good or bad, you know. And and because he did have you know times where he needed money because the Run DMC money wasn't coming in. Right. You do whatever you take. Whatever you can do, whether it's moving slabs, <laughs> slanging rocks, you do whatever in front of that's right. Or or coming here four days a week and putting this content out right here at the media block. I mean, that's what it is. It's it's that hustle, man. And you know, sometimes that hustle will catch up to you physically, mentally, right, right. or even in the streets. And uh, it was just, it was a, it was you know, I love documentaries because it, especially from our era, yeah, because there's so much you forget, yeah. Refresh your mind. Yeah, and there wasn't as much information, obviously, shared as there is today, twenty-four hours in the uh, in the news cycle. So, um, now I'm looking up that song before we get out of here. So, Dave, uh, you're gonna try to join us on the thirtieth. Yeah, well, I'm gonna try to come check you out. Okay. You know, are you having a show next Wednesday also? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, next Wednesday's Christmas Day. Is it? Yeah. So we won't be here live. We'll probably have a best of, and then we'll get you back. Uh, before you <clears throat> jump on that flight back to Turkey. No, next Wednesday, next Tuesday is Christmas Day. Oh, Wednesday's the 26th. Oh, then we'll do a, uh, yeah, a sports return day. You know how everybody returns the shit they got for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> well, who, what story would you like to return uh, for 2018? Um, we cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get you up here at the media block as much as we can while you're in town. I love having you here, man. You know that. We can bang through an hour like it ain't nothing. And I'm trying to find this Kendrick song. Uh, don't forget tomorrow, Big Bad Cab, The Dawn. Uh, so what was your overall favorite project as far as music goes this year? Buried Alive. That's the name of it. I, like, I really like the T.I. project, and I really like Logic's. 
I'm glad you brought up Logic. I fuck with Logic. Yeah. I like it. I like Bobby. It. Yeah. Bobby Tarantino. Yeah, I like Logic's project. Yeah. He's so lyrically gifted. I mean, he, he to me, he's, he's Kyrie with the lyrics, right? <laughs> I mean, Kyrie's gifted with the rock. Right. No denying that. You know, maybe not one of the all-time greats, but when you're watching or you're listening to it, you know that that's, that's special. That yeah. takes skill. And Logic seems to just have fun with it. You know, like, he, he just seems to be one of those guys that, like, he just rolls off his back like water off a duck's back. So, uh, Dave, appreciate you. Hey, man. Thanks shout for out having to, me, man. Shout out to uh, the family. And shout out to everybody that was tuned in live here. My man, Luis Salazar, said we need, we need to schedule a visit. Well, you got to get up here to the media block. Luis Salazar, my homie Luis, is uh, one of the uh, v- uh, visual video observers at NASA. Okay. So last week he came and schooled Steph Curry on the moon landing and and uh, basically gave me all the insight into why the moon landing actually happened. Do you believe the moon landing happened? Yeah, I do believe it happened. That's all I need to hear right there. That's a sensible man. Sometimes it takes us to get into our 40s to become sensible, but that's all right, man. Uh, we will keep on rolling here. The best in sports, sounds, and style. I hear a Drake beat on right now. So here is, I'm not even going to play it. I'm probably going to put a record scratch sample right as Kendrick <laughs> comes on. And, and all love, all love. Uh, but we will catch you guys tomorrow in the lowdown. Looking forward to it. And uh, I'll be uh, hanging with Dave as much as I can. So if you want to hit us up, uh, email us, The Rap Show. That's Rap with Two Ps. Why is that, Dave? Because two Ps are better than one. I knew you'd get it. It's a little rusty. Like the jumper, I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, But you can also find us on your favorite podcast platforms, The Rap Show, with those same two Ps, anywhere in the world. So we will see you guys tomorrow for the lowdown. Make sure that you subscribe when you do find us, though, on those podcast platforms. And thanks for everybody checking in on the live stream at The Rap himself. We'll see you all tomorrow. That's a wrap. Peace. I'm out of here, peace.